to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. So, so our quick TV guide summary, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. is we are introduced to a world that is not like ours because there's wizards and witches. Sure. Somebody by the name of Voldemort has died. Mm-hmm. And a, a small child named Harry Potter is left on the doorstep of one Mr. and Mrs. Dursley. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we also meet Dudley. Mm-hmm. And the way I wrote down that the way that Vernon and Petunia raised Dudley is the why men exist. Their parenting enables the men's rights movement. He's a fuckboy, right? I mean, he grows up to be a fuckboy. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of a fuckboy. Because we don't really know how he is in <laughs> romantic relationships. That's true. He just seems the type. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely liked the movie Joker, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, he saw himself. He really saw himself reflected. That is so funny. Allie, what's the description of this episode? Of of the episode or the chapter? The chapter. Well, both, because it's okay. kind of the same. Yes. So this chapter, the chapter is chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. And in this chapter, Harry goes to the zoo with Aunt Petunia, Uncle Vernon, Dudley, and Dudley's friend, Piers. And mm-hmm. he makes the glass vanish in the snake enclosure, in the reptile house. And mm-hmm. so a snake escapes. That's what happens in this chapter. Um, I do want to uh, debunk in case any of our listeners read the made-up theory about the snake that Harry sets free. Oh, this is not Nagini. It is not Nagini. Because as we all know famously, Nagini is an Asian woman. As we've learned from Fantastic Beasts the second. Haven't seen it. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. But it's th- that was a thing that was going around on the internet for a while. And I will admit the first time I read it, I was like, wow. It's not Nagini. It's no. just a snake he set free and probably, yeah. you know, ended up in someone's toilet two days later. I mean, it's a fun theory. It's fun, yeah, but, but I, it's not. People need to stop believing it. It's like when the Pixar theory was going around that, like, they're all within like the same universe, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, they're all different. No, mm-hmm. no animator is putting this much time into both the animation and their like story that this all fits together. Like, mm-hmm. they don't care. But Finding Nemo does take place in the same world as Harry Potter. Finding Finding Nemo does take place in the same universe as Finding Dory, actually, which is really interesting. I never put that together. Yeah. Shut. Oh my yeah, god! I know that makes so much sense. I know. It's kind of like obvious when you like realize it because they kind of like named the, the movie the same. The signs. Thing, the signs were literally all there. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Sigour- I am Sigourney Weaver. Amazing. So chapter three, 
The letters from no one. The letters right? from no one. That's what this chapter is about. Mm-hmm. So we're quick down a dirty summary. Harry starts getting a bunch of letters addressed to him and he doesn't know who they're from. And Uncle Vernon freaks out about it. Mm-hmm. That's what this chapter is about. Yeah. So Harry turns 11 in this chapter. Sure. Okay. Right. So he turns 11. Right at the end. I wouldn't say in right. this chapter. <laughs> well, right at the end. But they do. One thing comes up that is so terrible to me, which is that on Harry's birthday previously, they gave him for his birthday a coat hanger <laughs> and a pair of old socks. You know, MacGyver could have done something with that. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. Why get him anything at all? <laughs> that seems even crueler than ignoring it. Well, the cru- famously, the Don- you would know, Republican, the cruelty is the point. <laughs> I like this. I think this should be a fun bit that is a rolling bit that you are a Republican. It's horrifying to me. I think you would lose your mind at some point and, like, scream. (sighs) I think we're halfway there already. (laughs) We're 10 minutes in. We've only been talking for 10 minutes. It feels like five hours. Why in God's name would you give someone a coat hanger? I just... Either don't give them anything or give them something not a coat hanger. I, this makes me very angry too. I'm very angry tonight. I need to take a couple deep breaths. It is interesting. I don't remember what he gets for Christmas. So when we get there, like we'll have to like talk, obviously we're going to talk about it, but like, it is just interesting that they even send him get like, they, they give gifts. Like it's like, I know. hmm. Just, like, keep them in the cupboard and don't say anything about it. I mean, yeah. don't, because that's terrible, but. I also feel like he's so severely neglected that I'm shocked they even, like, told him he had a birthday. <laughs> like, I did he deduce this day on his own, or did were they like, it's your birthday? I don't know. Allie, what was the. I never know how to. Allie, what was chapter four about? This. What was okay. it called? What's it about? Chapter four is called The Keeper of the Keys. And this chapter is basically um, Harry finding out who he is and what he is. So Hagrid comes to the hut and he says, you're a wizard, Harry. And Harry's like, what? And that's the chapter. Okay, now can we talk about Petunia's rant? Oh, Go off, sis. Okay, I wrote down, we stan a woman speaking her truth. Yeah. Because it's so clear. She's psycho. She, <laughs> well, yes, that she's psycho, but also that like <laughs> she has not been able to express this. Mm-mm. And I think even, even though we're kind of supposed to see her as, I guess, villainous in this moment, I think there's still kind of a tragedy there that imagining her you know as a child and like having her parents you know essentially being like well lily lily is our our prized child you know Mm -hmm. it's like she's magical and you're just a regular muggle and 
and her not having the opportunity to like express that properly because she's married to a man like Vernon Dursley. Well, it also feels like very, have you ever seen the movie Meet the Robinsons? Yes. Do you because know how- I was going to say, because I relate deeply to Goob. I was going to say how Goob like goes through his childhood thinking everyone hates him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's not actually what happened at all. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably what happened to Petunia. She was like, oh my God, my parents hate me. And they like, if you like actually went back and like looked at memories, it would probably have just been like, they were excited for their daughter, but like equally loved Petunia. Like I, there, there's no way that like Lily turned out the way she did because she had parents who like only cared about one of their children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, if I had a pensive. Madam Pomfrey no. will heal you right up. Speaking of Madam Pomfrey, let's talk about Harry Potter Alley. This is yes. chapter five. It is entitled um, The Leaky Cauldron. No, no it's entitled it's Diagon, Diagon Alley. Alley. <laughs> <laughs> um sorry Nailed I, it. I left my book downstairs and i don't feel like going downstairs to grab it so okay i have notes on my computer it's fine well maybe maybe when i go get my food you can go downstairs run and, and grab book. my thing <laughs> great perfect so give, i said give us a summarization well yeah so i'll give i'll give our summary so this chapter is harry goes school supply shopping Um, I want to talk about their entrance into the leaky cauldron because something that does bother me is that I feel like JK Rowling is like trying to imply that Hagrid is a regular because they know his order. He's also a, he's also a half giant. (laughs) And so like, I feel like even if he went there once, people would still be like, it's Hagrid. Yeah. You remember the half giant man. I like it's one of those things where it's like if somebody walked in and they mm-hmm. were the literal color green, like you're not gonna forget that. It feel it also does feel like the wizarding community is pretty small. So like mm-hmm. I feel like you would just know most people in the UK that were witches and wizards. Especially because he lived at Hogwarts. Yeah, that and like also, I do have a quibble about, like, he's a regular. How is he a regular when he lives at Hogwarts? I know. What's he doing? Which is in Scotland. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, they so they go into the leaky cauldron, and then they go... The Which first- my mom called the Crock-Pot. <laughs> my mom was like, what's that place called? The Crock-Pot? I nearly died. I love that so much. It's so crazy. Yeah. So um, as I as I said, I don't know if it will be cut, so I'll say it again. The name of the chapter, The Journey from Platform 9 and 3 Quarters, is essentially the summary of the chapter. Joe kind of did my work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this chapter is really about Harry um, finding the Hogwarts Express and then writing it to... Hogwarts so all of these all of these chapters could have been like children book titles like Harry rides a train yes. Harry goes to school <laughs> yes Harry, Harry rides can't. a choo-choo yeah. mm-hmm. exactly yes <laughs> Harry goes to class <laughs> <laughs> Harry celebrates Halloween <laughs> Harry dies Harry meets <laughs> terrible <laughs> Um, Harry lives. 
I, I wrote that say, there's a real lack of security at the platform. This is a pre 9-11 world. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah, true. That's what I wrote. I was like, well, just that- anybody can just walk up and throw stuff onto the train. Nobody's... Ch- Who's checking these tickets? Who? Who? Have you ever ridden a train? <laughs> yes. They don't check the tickets until you're on board. I know, I but I can this is a magical train. <laughs> Somebody should be checking in general. Especially because they're all going to a kid's school. What's the, what, what's the chapter? What is it? What's it about? TV guide. Today we're going to be talking about chapter seven, which is the sorting hat. So Harry arrives to Hogwarts and he and his fellow classmates are sorted into their Hogwarts houses. And guess what? Harry Potter's a Gryffindor, y'all. Who'd a thunk? Wait, are we going to talk about, is this the episode where we're finally going to reveal, reveal our own houses? What's your house? What's your house? Where is the sorting hat gonna put you? Ooh, we. What house you <laughs> what win? Hat? What, what, what house you win? <laughs> put on that hat. <laughs> put on the hat. Put on the hat. Oh my gosh, now I need that in my life. <laughs> yes. Um, it's probably really obvious which we are. Well, Allie, you've already you've already said, Adam. I have said I am a Hufflepuff. I am a proud Hufflepuff. Little we man. are loyal. Are you? We are loyal and we toil. Kekity 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 cow. Wow. I am a proud member. I'm the founding member of the House of Bitch. But I I am also very proud to be a Ravenclaw. Yeah, you is. Have you ever mm-hmm. taken one of those like what what's your next closest house quizzes? <laughs> yeah, it's Slytherin. I <laughs> <laughs> knew that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The house or the hat takes into consideration your feelings though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel so like I would get put in Ravenclaw. I feel like Ravenclaw probably has a lot of introverts. Yeah. INTJs. Oh, yeah. 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 I always thought that I would be a Gryffindor or a Hufflepuff, but I really wanted to be in a house with a female founder and I knew I was not a Ravenclaw. So I'm a Hufflepuff. And that was what I figured I would be. Because I wanted to be in a female founder house. So the hat took that into consideration. You stan Helga. I do. No, I like that it's known as a house that like will take everyone. Like anyone that doesn't know where they belong. I feel like people always say, oh, they just send everyone to Hufflepuff. And I'm like, I like that. Chapter eight, the potions master. So our summary of this chapter is Harry goes to class. <laughs> I just, now I love that we're fully committing to like, Harry does this. <laughs> Harry does that. <laughs> Harry goes to class. Um, I don't know if it's just reflective of the period of time that we're in right now, but I wish that I could just go to Hagrid's cottage and he would just pick me up in his garbage can size lid hands and just <laughs> hold Rubbish. me gently and just, you know, like be like, it's gonna be okay, or like put me in like a baby Bjorn and just like walk with me around the grounds and like we would maybe like sing a drinking song together or like he and I would go pumpkin picking with Fang 
and we would be happy. And it's Anymore? not, it's not even like, it's not even like a sexual thing. Like I just, <laughs> well, bet, I hope not. <laughs> I just, I just like want the companionship and just the feeling of being protected and safe. Like I'm like, I'm a, like a wounded bird and he's like nursing me back to health or like I, he's a gorilla and I'm like a little kitten. And this is going on for so long. <laughs> I'm leaving. All of it is. <laughs> I, it was so long. <laughs> when it, does anyone else feel that way or is it just me? The only thing I thought about when I when they were explaining Hagrid's little cabin was at first I was like, oh, his cabin is so small. But I was like, but he literally has the entire Hogwarts grounds mm-hmm. to live on. Like mm-hmm. what a beautiful place to live. Mm-hmm. And then he's got like his little studio apartment. You know, it's very LA. So why not? Listeners, we read chapter seven, nine. nine. <laughs> chapter seven, nine. nine. It's called the Midnight Jewel. Which I don't feel like that's an accurate representation of what the chapter really is about. Allie, why don't you? What's your us? summary? Yeah, what's your summary? Harry and Malfoy get into a little bit of a disagreement after flying class. And so they decide to settle terms in a duel, which ends up being a trap, which leads Harry and company to discover Fluffy. They're getting a little long-winded. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's well, like, where are the commas? One's, this one's harder. I know. This one, <laughs> this one is harder to be like... Harry goes on an adventure, you know, that, yeah. that one's a little bit harder. I liked Harry flies on a broom and sees a dog. What I've always wondered is, does she make up the passwords? I feel like she has to, I have to, a lot right? of questions about the password situation. I Do genuinely you... have questions about the password. Tell me. I want to know, like, is it a set? Like, is it like every two weeks? No, it can't even be two weeks because this is like the next Thursday. Is it once a week it changes? Is it like they know someone in another house is found out? So they immediately, like, how does it work? Like every morning you have to check in with a prefect. How does it work? But then, yeah, who does the prefect find out from the head? No, it wouldn't be a head boy, head girl because there's only two. So it would have to be like the head of house or the painting. Yeah. Well, because not all, not all of the the comp like you you don't need a password you only need a password for gryffindor and for slytherin huh oh ravenclaw's is a riddle i Mm -hmm. i thought hufflepuff was a password this is bad i don't remember we never go to hufflepuff no well yeah but you learn about it in pottermore but i don't remember how we get into our probably like a hug You like a trust fall. Yeah, just be like, I see you. <laughs> yeah, you put your hand on the door and you say, Hufflepuff is fully like a theater you. kid, like back rub circle. That's it. That's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, Truly. okay, I'm going to look it up. The, okay, so it says the entrance to the common room is located in a nook on the right hand side of the kitchen corridor, concealed behind a stack of barrels. And in order to reveal the entrance, no password is required. Instead, one must tap the barrel two from the bottom, middle of the second row, in the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff, which will make the lid swing open, exposing a passageway that will lead to the basement when crawling through. Um, you have to crawl through? Honey, we're badger. And then, and then uh, if, you, if the wrong lid is tapped or the wrong rhythm is used, then the intruder will, intruder will be doused in vinegar and barred access. So it's like a song. 
Well, truly, I guess we'll just never know how the fat lady makes up the passwords. Do you think it's? Do you think that's why she goes to girls' night to get drunk and to make up something stupid? <laughs> Fun. Yes. Also, Draconis, honey. Sorry to come back to this, but like, then anyone can get in the Hufflepuff common room. Do you think they're just like, oh hey, come on in? You figured it out. Yes. Welcome. One hundred percent. Welcome to the uh, group massage chain. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why nobody it's goes. Like, you know what? If you can, if you if you can find your way in, we'll have you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's literally just like. <laughs> okay, here I go. <laughs> it should be a slide. A slide feels very. That feels very. That does feel very Have you yes. seen the photos of the common room, Allie? It literally looks like a hobbit hole. Like we have round doors and everything. Aww, yeah. Samwise Gamgee was a Hufflepuff. He was. A hundred percent. He was a Hufflepuff. Helga Hufflepuff married Samwise Gamgee. Like she was yeah, AKA Rosie. Uh, oh, you guys. And Frodo was, was Slytherin. <laughs> Probably. Probably was though. I'm, Girl, Frodo was a squib. To- <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about chapter 10. Halloween. In this chapter, Harry learns about Quidditch and then he gets in a fight with a troll. Yeah. (laughs) An actual troll, not someone online. Not an internet troll. Nailed it. What a joke. (laughs) A mountain troll. Yeah. As opposed to a a river troll, I would assume. Or a bridge troll. A bridge troll. She's really just setting them up. Um, not for a date, but to for a date. She's setting them up for a date. Woo! I, I ship Harry and Tom Riddle. It's the only non-canon ship that I support. I know. That I also what's the the Draco Harry ship is so popular and I've never understood that. I know. I know. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed with it. I'm like, I don't Adam's get it, like, but I also I like understand I get little. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't get it. It's weird. <laughs> I also don't understand. I remember I would see, because um, you can like fo- obviously follow hashtags on Instagram, and I follow Harry Potter, the Harry Potter hashtag, and I would see so much fan art of Draco and Hermione, and I would always mm-hmm. be like, "What?" To be That's honest, true. I to be honest, I really don't know that much about like the fan fiction stuff. I've just I was never into that. I don't know why. I, Allie, uh, <laughs> any thoughts? I had I I had a period when I was in like maybe it was either sixth or seventh grade when I was like I honey, love fan fiction. Honey, I I have a period the, every month because of the okay. sex the sex just, parts. You know, I just I just always liked the couples that were the couples from the films. Like I never wanted other people to be together. I don't think in any like anything that I was a part of the fandom for. I just I yeah. think. Well, what I've always taken issue I mean, I've with, always wanted Mary and Pippin to be together, but... Oh, well, they, something like that, yes. Um, no, but what I always really took issue with uh, is when people talk about fan fiction and they say, this is so much better than the original or this author is so much more talented than the original author, which, no, because they didn't have to do anything. Yeah. They didn't have to create the characters. No. They didn't have to build the world. Yeah, no. All of the heavy lifting has been done. It yeah. is so easy to say, well, what if this happened? Allie, what is this chapter called Quidditch about? Well, you said it right in the name. Harry plays a a Quidditch match. Great. 
Oh, also in the audiobook, he a hundred percent says, um, what's his name? Marcus Flint. Mm-hmm. He says that he's a sixth year and he oh. is a fifth year. That's so weird. No, it yeah. says that in the book too. No, fifth he's year? a fifth year in the book. Yeah. And in in my book, it says particularly to the Slytherin captain, Marcus Flint, a sixth year. <gasps> Whoa, this is my, qu- wait. Mine says fifth year. Mine says fifth year. Really? I will show you. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's 185. It. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what? They must have gone through what the heck? Why would they change that? That is so weird. Yeah, a fi- yeah, that's what mine Marcus says. Mine Flint, says the same thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wait, wow. look at your look at your printing date, Allie. See what You know Allie's what? I don't I actually original. that page has fallen out of my book. I don't know yeah. what it is. Because <laughs> it is the oh, original. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mine was mine, printed in 2013 because mine's the new cover. Oh, mine is nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah, I don't I don't have the print date. It's fallen out. So Do what you the heck? Why would they change that though? Is it does he hey do they okay hold on stop yeah do they play do they play quidditch in the third year yeah does he play maybe here's my guess maybe she wrote that marcus flint was in a game in the third year and then they had to like go back and correct after the fact after they realized because he would have been he would have been gone by let's keep an eye out for that when we get to that book let me save this conversation (laughs) This is another one of those things where it's like, remember that note, Adam? I'll drop it in. That. Yeah. Oh, That's God. so crazy. Huh. What is the truth, Joe? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the you're you're probably right adam i mean that would make the most sense stop hiding behind your money and tell us the truth <laughs> uh are you gonna look it up adam i'm just looking up Flint was stated to be a sixth year in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, yet he was still at the school in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban two years after his debut. So they probably went back. Joe was like, oopsies. It was an edit made after Flint showed up in POA as an eighth eighth year. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) As an eighth year, yeah. I mean, Marcus Flint, I believe it. He had to repeat another grade. Though Rowling said this was because Flint repeated a year. Yeah. The error was corrected in later editions of the first book by making Flint a fifth year rather than a sixth year. That's so funny. Well, I guess I have a collector's item. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Although I don't think anybody would want to buy this. (laughs) <laughs> it does feel like Joe when they when she realized that she was like, oh yeah, he repeated a year. Yeah, retconning yeah, that, everything. I, I definitely um, meant oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, it, this is actually a thing uh, in the Wizarding world. And also, uh, sorry, in the Wizarding world, I refuse to believe that like they would be allowed to play Quidditch if they had like fully failed a year <laughs> and be like, yeah, just spend more <laughs> oh, of yeah. your time not doing your homework. <laughs> oh yeah, Snape would find a way around it. I guess, but I'm like, McGonagall would 100% put her foot down at some point when that shit's going on. She is deputy headmistress. Deputy. Deputy. We and love that, Minerva. And that's the deputy, honey. So happy to be talking about this chapter. <laughs> yes, what an incredible chapter it is. It's called, it's uh, chapter 12, The Mirror of Air Said Allie, what happens in it? 
Well, let me, okay, so let me start out by saying that I know that I said that Diagon Alley was one of my favorite chapters. It's actually, the the school supply list is one of my favorite pieces of literature. <laughs> this chapter is actually my favorite chapter in the first book. I absolutely love and adore this chapter. It is very special to me. I 100% cried when I was reading it last night, so hats off to me. Setting She's going to cry aside. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Setting that aside, um, the ho- this chapter, this is the summary of the chapter. The holidays have arrived at Hogwarts, and our golden trio are trying to find out who Nicholas, Nicholas Flamel is. In the process of trying to find him, Harry discovers a magical artifact in an unused classroom. The real Ellie test. Has Christmas. The real test of these like synopses is it should be like, does it fit into the old Twitter character rule? So is it a hundred and 40 140 right 140 that probably yeah. what i just said probably did not but harry sneaks out absolutely does yeah harry gets the invisibility cloak mm-hmm. period yeah how he gets a sweater <laughs> harry gets a sweater what do you think dumbledore saw ariana i don't know if i have it i guess i mean my initial oh you mean no, his I'm sister sorry. i'm sorry i meant his sister <laughs> oh well that's what i was gonna say i was like i would say ariana I That's think what he I was ac- say. I'm not kidding. I think he actually saw socks. <laughs> you don't think he saw Johnny Depp in the mirror? <laughs> Bitch, no. He was over his ass. Ari, what would you see in the mirror, Bear said? Oh, God. I was thinking about that as I was reading. I don't know. That's well, the, such a hard question to answer. The thing is, though, is that it's, it's an evolving thing. So just oh, for because- sure. Just yeah. because you see it in the mirror now doesn't mean you'll see it later. And I, I kind of think the same thing about the bogger. Is yeah. That just because it turns into something now doesn't mean. Yeah. I think currently I would see myself receiving a vaccine to the coronavirus. <laughs> oh my God. Well, right now, yes. <laughs> Finally getting my unemployment. Just like at Jesus the doctor Christ. getting, yeah, receiving a shot. Yeah. Me holding my uh, unemployment. <laughs> in the mail finally i'd like to thank gavin newsom for this yeah. <laughs> ali what Christ. would you see in in the mirror of era said i think that i would see uh jk rowling's tombstone <laughs> oh oh my god wow what a way to end an episode was it was that too much no not not at this time it is not too much yeah not in our current climate okay um (laughs) amazing i mean that's one for the books kids chapter three nicola are we saying nicola or nicholas nicolai I, I'm saying Nicholas. <laughs> well, I'm saying I'm being obnoxious because I also say Voldemort. So I'm going to okay. say Nicola, Nicola Flamel. Nicola Flamel. So this chapter is our our golden trio discover who Nicholas Flamel is. Harry plays a game of Quidditch and then spies on Severus Snape. Are, so you that's our to, chapter. are you trying to do the 120 characters? Yeah, I, that, yes, I was trying yeah. to do like very, very simple it. sentences. Perfect. No, we no just... compound sentences for me. Okay, now's the time in the podcast when I spend 20 minutes talking shit about the Philosopher's Stone. Let's do it. Because what the fuck is it? 
this makes me so angry because it is not explained at all. It infuriates me. The Philosopher's Stone is supposed to, number one, transform any metal into pure gold, and number two, produce the elixir of life. How does it produce an elixir? Do you milk the stone? Do you put it in a pot? And it, like, does it leak and you just have to get the drops off? What is going on there that a liquid, I'm assuming a liquid, is coming? Do you just, like, suck on the stone like it's a mint? What is going on? Okay? Because there isn't an actual elixir of life, is there? I mean, we don't know. I thought it was, like, a theoretical. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a theoretical thing, like, if you did... Mash when you take, like grind it yeah like when you a grind mortar and pestle mortar yes and pestle, yeah. yes and grind it up and then put it it would make the elixir of life that was just always what i assumed but you're right that it's never explained and also were they trying to make it like the resurrection stone is that what the attempt was i don't know and then and then it's a it, it can transform any metal how yeah you just do, touch do it you, you just this put it on a on a piece of yeah just tap like, it. Just be like, oh, there we go. Like full Boom. on Midas. It's magic. What's going on there? I have two things to say. One, the Philosopher's Stone is like a real historical thing that JK obviously was like, well, this seems fun to use. So like, <laughs> let me let just me grab just- this. <laughs> This is like, and she does this a lot. Like she, especially with creatures, she like just takes creatures. It's like, true. this is part of the world. It's fine. And I think she was like, nobody's going to ask questions specifically about this because we all know what it is, which is like, no, we don't. Okay. Well, I have more to say. Oh, I'm sure you do. Let's keep going. (laughs) About the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this, the stone before it came to Hogwarts, it was at Gringotts. Mm -hmm. And Griphook says that if you, if you are not a Gringotts goblin and you touch the door, you get, you go into the, the thing but they only check it every 10 years. But if you have a stone that will make you immortal, what the fuck does it matter when a goblin comes? I just, and, and, and if you're really trying to steal it, Griphook is just giving these secrets away. He, Hagrid and Harry didn't even ask. Griphook was just like, hey, look at what we do to keep this safe. If it were me, if I were Voldemort, I would get 10 years worth of food and drink. I would go, I would touch it. I would go into the vault. I would, because if you're immortal, what's 10 years, okay? And then I would sit and patiently wait for the next goblin to come and just Avada Kedavra his ass, leave Gringotts and be happy with my life. It doesn't make sense. And if you say, Allie, how could you bring 10 years worth of food? You do a little charm and reproduce it. Boom. That's the, you're not allowed to do that though. That's like one of the laws of magic, isn't it? You can't create it from thin air. Okay. So if he went in there with, you know, a box of crackers. Or he could just make it bigger. It's like a loaves and fishes type deal. Right. (laughs) Yes. Original Hufflepuff Jesus Christ. (laughs) Of course it is. Hufflepuff. Oh, 100%. Uh, We read chapter 14, which is entitled, I'm going to do this from memory. It is called Norbert the Norwegian Ridgeback. Okay. Thank God. I got it. What if we were like, no, actually. 
It's, it's we actually, actually were reading another chapter. We're in the second book now, Adam. You slept <laughs> a very long time. You slept for so long. <laughs> Great. What was it about? This chapter is Hagrid gets a dragon. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are not a fan. The eagle is in the nest. And then they're like, all right, well, let's go back to the common room. And Filch catches them. Why? Because they left a literal priceless invisibility cloak on the floor of the tower. I literally checked I out. Under- I was like, there's no, I'm sorry, there's no way. If it was, if I it truly- was like, if it was Harry and Ron, I buy that they're yes. stupid enough to like forget. Harry and Hermione. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Who is That's studying for finals 10 weeks before finals. No. But also Harry, who is orphaned, and this is like his only um, connection to his parents. Yes, his only connection to his dad specifically. It was his dad's cloak. Like, you don't forget that shit. Like, maybe when when you got like halfway down the stairs, you'd be like, oh shit, but not all the way. Come on. I I was just like, I really, I know she, she did that. So they would get to go into the forbidden forest, blah, blah, blah. But I just was like, I can, I was really struggling to buy into that, especially after all the dumb stuff they did leading up to that. I was just like, no, no. It's just, it's just the means to an end of, so that they can get detention. That's all. Yep. Yep. But it's just, it just, it's, very out of character. I feel like this this particular moment for Hermione especially is just so out of character to to not only forget it but to be that um reckless. Because you would think that Hermione would be like, "We can't go until we're invisible again. Let's get the cloak back on." Yeah. Just both of them. It's it's very out of character for both of them. Harry not Harry like all the time, but specifically because of what this is to Harry and yes, just yeah. because of who Hermione is as a person. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm not, no, I'm not buying this. That being said, I do remember as a child reading this and being like, oh, man, oh, nuts. Oh, gosh. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, gosh. Darn it. They're in it this time. <laughs> we read chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Allie, what's it about? Um, in this chapter, well, at the beginning of the chapter, Harry and Hermione get caught, they get detention, and then they go to detention in the Forbidden Forest, and some, some forbidding things happen there. Love that Did description, Allie. Did I just hear a dog? Yeah, Friedrich's on the floor. Oh, Bubby. He's looking out his window. So the question like we're is- we're all going to have the same answer. No, we won't. If you could have- <laughs> No, we won't. Of the three centaurs- that have been mentioned here because there are more eventually, but of the three here. Are we just saying like as a lover or are we saying say, like to marry? I was going to say marry, fuck, kill. Oh. oh, well, okay. This is so stupid. When I, I, there is always a confusion between marry, fuck, kill, because to me, marry is like, you guys are fucking every day for the rest of your lives. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I sometimes I play it with people and they think that like fuck is like the number one. They're like, yes. No. No. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's the case. Okay. Uh, those people need to go to therapy, boo boo. No, no. <laughs> it's wrong I mean, you. usually I would say the hottest person is not who you want to marry because they're probably <laughs> a monster. So. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> who wants to go first? Ari, your question. I'll go first. I, yes. Um, so I would marry Ferenz. Um, fuck Ronan and kill Bane. Duh. I hate Bane. Don't say duh. <laughs> that was stupid. 
Why? That's I, I would, feel like that's my I obvious would fuck answer. Bane. Yes. <laughs> I would absolutely let him eviscerate me. Yes. No interest on my end. And I would probably marry friends because he seems the mm-hmm. most like husbandly. And then mm-hmm. I would kill fucking what's the other one? Ronan. Ronan is what the leader. What do you care about? No. Ronan is the leader of them. Well, he's not a good fucking leader. Mm-hmm. Mr. I'm so sorrowful. I don't mm-hmm. need your depressed think- ass in my face. <laughs> I think he would be a good lover, but for Ronan, marriage material. Yeah. Ronan would absolutely not be a good lover. And I can tell you why, because of his depression, he is suffering from <laughs> IE. I think he would be a very um, attentive lover. That is why I chose him. And then I would marry friends because I want to have sex. I would want to have sex with him the most out of all three of them. And I would kill Ronan because he's, an asshole. You would kill Bane, is what you said. Oh, sorry. And I would kill Bane because he's an asshole. I think, uh, to I be bet honest, he's so wild in bed. Oh my god. Uh, I, to be so to be honest, so I would also kill Ronan. Easy. That's not that's not a hard thing for me. Just like Thank you. done. My thing is that I think that I would get really annoyed with Ferenz. I think that he, <laughs> so I think that he would really try to like cater to my every need. And I would be like, can you fucking give me some space? Can you leave and me so, the fuck alone? Can you leave me? And so I think in that respect, I think I would fuck Ferenz and marry Bane. Marry Bane! Because <laughs> I think we would really challenge each other. And that's how you grow. I love that. Yeah. I mean, good for you, but I would still kill Bane. I think we would really challenge each other and force each other to do better. Isn't Bane the one that, yeah, Bane's the one that kicks out Ferenz. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably because he's not getting any good hole. Ew. <laughs> I don't ever but when <laughs> When we're talking about the three centaurs as they are in our first impressions in this chapter, I would marry Bane. At this wow. moment in time. Allie, we read this week, chapter 16. Cool. Thank you, Friedrich. Right, right, right. Perfect timing. Allie, this week we read chapter 16, which is entitled Through the Trap Door. And can you tell us what it is about? Uh, Harry Potter and the White Savior Complex. <laughs> oh. Can I just call it that or do I need... <laughs> in this chapter... Uh, Harry discovers that the stone has been compromised. And so he and his merry band of followers go through the trap door to try to take the stone for themselves. And Dumbledore's gone. So then Hermione and Ron, they both jump down and they land on the devil's snare. I have to say, Hermione says, we must be miles under the school. Y'all fell down miles? I really hope that she was being hyperbolic because if they fell for miles, they would be dead. Well, it you know that trap door was the, was the size of a postage stamp. It does not it matter. It would be if, the size of a postage stamp. If maybe if the trap door was the size of a house, it would be the size of a postage stamp. If you fell <laughs> miles, like. It does not matter if there is a plant there. No. You, you would be deceased. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I really hope that she's being hyperbolic here. Oh, my God. Because there, otherwise, an, when you're writing anything, there's an element of fact checking that you have to do. Like, I, it, this is another, this whole chapter, I swear, like the publisher, the editor, what, what would, they were just like, okay, good. 
also good. just they, like they just wanted the book to be done <laughs> yeah at this point Hog- hogwarts is so big hogwarts is so big that it not only has all of this space to just hide a a little brick but it also has the entire chamber of secrets i literally just through the wall had that same thought i was like and the chamber of secrets is an entirely different thing going on in this castle like what the fuck um this week our final week of book one harry potter and the sorcerer slash philosopher's stone we read the man with two faces Allie, what's it about the Man with Two Faces, this chapter is about Adam Noecker. Yes! Oh, she was ready with that one, honey. Did How you write that down sl- in your notes? Yeah. No, How long I have you been sleeping on that one? I've been waiting. I have been waiting 16 weeks to pull that one out. <laughs> yes. Famously, um, it's September 6th when we were recording. <laughs> oh, my God. This chapter is Harry gets the stone and almost dies. And the but school doesn't. year ends. <laughs> I think that's a good summation. Okay. I want to say that in terms of plot twists, it still does not compare to Rolf ending up a Nazi in The Sound of Music, which I believe to be the greatest plot twist of all time. And I just don't think that people talk about it enough. That's what it is, is that nobody talks about it. They're always like, you remember at the end of Sixth Sense when Bruce Willis was dead? I'm like, excuse me, sorry, no. Remember at the end of The Sound of Music when Rolf comes out and he has a fucking swastika on his arm and he's a Nazi? There's a scene beforehand where he gives the Sig Heil, girl. Yeah. I know, but it's like... (laughs) It's not even like it's like like there. It's not even that there's undertones. It's overt that he's turning into a Nazi girl. <laughs> she doesn't want to believe it. It's. I think. Well, there's still a part of you that's like maybe he's putting on a show. Maybe he has to do that. Can we talk about this fucking book? <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. When I said I was fine with this being longer than normal, I did not mean this. (laughs) So the chapter opens with a twist. And that is that it's Professor Coral. It's not Professor Snape. (gasps) I I know. Oh, Oh my God. A true shock. And Coral's like, surprise, bitch. Yeah. Surprise, bitch. I thought, it, I thought for sure it was going to be Bortha Jenkins. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop. I'm going to use that Jenkins. name. I'm going to use that name that's also incorrect for the rest <laughs> of this podcast. Bortha Jenkins. And so he, he's like, I bet you never thought it was me. I played such a good role all year. Do you think he's like one of the, he, I bet he's like a, like a method actor. And he's like, let me really get into the character of scared quarrel. Let me, what is his, what's his motivation? How can I really bring him to life? And Voldemort was like, just fucking do your job.
This has been a podcast on Not A Bit Network. Find us on Instagram at Not A Bit Network for our other shows. Thank <laughs> you.